And uh, we're starting with our first topic of the week, which happens to be going on right now, actually, as we speak, which I kind of have going on over here on the left side. Dylan's got it going on as well, so we can pay attention. Third quarter just started. Um, but it is a tie game going into the half. Uh, we're talking about the Suns-Bucks game four of the finals. So Bucks looking to even the series at 2-2. Suns looking to basically kind of keep the... Uh, Bucks at bay and kind of halts that comeback that seems to be brewing there uh, in Milwaukee. Whether it'll continue, I don't know. I don't. I really don't have faith in the Bucks being able to pull through. Uh, I just don't know. I just don't. You know, with the way that it's been, the first two games, especially with the Suns at home, they were on fire. They were hitting everything. And then uh, game three, you know, you go home, of course, to the Bucks, and the Bucks, uh, you get. Uh, uh, Middleton um, and Drew Holiday finally finding his stroke, uh, which, of course, you know, getting uh, Drew Holiday going, who's supposed to be one of the uh, quote unquote big three there for the Bucks, is huge. Um, and then obviously getting Middleton to contribute. And then Giannis just having two massive nights back to back. I mean, the dude had two 40 plus games with, you know, I forget how many rebounds and assists, but it was, a, you know, a close to triple double level in uh, a 40 pin triple double in the finals is pretty insane, especially coming off of a freak leg injury for anybody that does not know or hasn't seen that. Uh, that was a crazy clip. I straight up thought he tore everything in his knee and somehow here he is averaging, you know, 35 plus points in the finals. So pretty insane uh it was it's game two was a little disappointing so let's not get ahead of ourselves game two first is where we'll go um that happened since the last podcast so that one chris middleton couldn't shoot to save his life uh neither could and then Giannis uh scoring 40 plus points um just wasn't enough because the suns were just on fire i mean the suns shot 20 of 40 uh so literally 50 percent from three which is insane uh for a team together and then, of course, she had Bucker putting up 31 points and just cooking the whole night. So game two went to the Suns at home. It makes sense. You know, uh, these are two teams that play incredibly well at their home, which is, you know, we've seen that before uh, in, you know, previous finals and previous teams and everything. So it's not surprising. Uh, but in this case, I do feel the Suns are the better team. So I feel like they'll outlast the Bucks, if I could say that, if that makes sense. Now, I will say of game four going on right now that if the Bucks somehow don't figure out how to pull this one out, they're really going to be staring down a tough task uh, to be able to win the next one at Phoenix and then come home and win that to push a game seven. We'll see. But right now, uh, the Suns are making a surge in the third quarter, which is always, of course, third quarter. If you're uh, you know a basketball fan, you understand that that's where you know it ends up you know the the turn of events happens and that's usually where the team that either is going to win or make a comeback makes their surge just the third quarter so that's happening right now game three though was a different story the suns could not shoot at all and uh you had devin booker i think he sh i think i have a stat right here he shot three of 14 from the field one of seven from three that's uh not gonna win you games surprise surprise especially in right. the finals so yeah so just not a great showing for him. Uh, Chris Paul only had 19, so really not like lighting it up or, you know, kind of compensating for Devin Booker. But Giannis, again, incredible. And we'll see if he could put another show on tonight, uh, you know, as we go through this game four. Um, so that's my thoughts kind of running through both the games, bringing everybody up to speed, how I feel like the finals are going to go. What do you think about everything that I just said, as well as everything that's happened? Um, the biggest thing for me is stuck out is definitely Giannis's performance post-injury because again everyone thought he was probably going to be out um 
if not the entire finals, just maybe even a tear or anything else. Regardless, um, I'm just most impressed by him basically resorting to uh, carrying where he's need to, despite that injury. And like that stuff in those uh, those stats and stuff get put up um, all the time, and they get you know highlights and everything else. But the context is still lost, even though again that was like a week, two weeks ago, whatever. And everyone has a bit of a goldfish memory, but people are just like, oh yeah, this is totally normal. Like he's putting up 35 and then like 40 points. And yeah, he just is still recovering off of that, which I'm assuming there's got to be some sort of lingering effects from. So that part has been uh, the most important to me to see that. Um, I'm still kind of in the same boat that you are, is that the the Suns are more of a well-rounded team. And I, I still think they're going to end up winning eventually, um, probably in six. But if it went to a uh, seven-game series, that'd be kind of fun. That'd be nice i mean we're not we don't really have much else uh to cover we're approaching the deadest um pro point of the year um so i would like them to continue going as far as they can yeah the uh you know like i said we've said this multiple times before and it's just that the suns there's just something about them where it just seems like they're just a magical team this year uh and in sports if you know if you watch sports enough you know what we're talking about there's just some kind of magic around a team that wins a championship and baseball. It's really um, is important because really the magic, you know, the team that feels like they're on a magical run usually ends up winning the uh, world series. And that's how it is um, in, you know, across the whole sports world that just, there's something about a team. There's just a feeling about them. And that's how I've kind of felt about the Suns. So I'm right there with you thinking that this is probably not going to end in the most positive way for the bucks, but uh, you know, either way, I mean, they're putting on a good show. Uh, like I said, if they don't win this game, this is the decider right here. In my opinion, I don't think the Bucks oh, yeah. are going to be able to come back from down three one. Uh, you know, it happened to the Warriors, and that was because of LeBron James. Bit and, of a different case. <laughs> yeah, that Cavs team, which is insane. So, uh, oh, you know, that's a lucky, you know, incredible happening that does not occur, and that was also special circumstances with, you know, Draymond Green going down and all that fun stuff. So. Yeah, people a lot forget of about that. That there. was important. And being suspended, yeah. the injuries, yeah, everything was, else. Yeah, another one of his, uh, you know, great kicks to the uh, nuts there. But shooting yeah, motion, so, by the way. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, not surprised that uh, that you know ended up turning the tide for the Cavs, uh, as well as LeBron James just deciding that they weren't going to lose, and then Kyrie Irving finally contributing. Um, that was you know, a whole different series. I don't think the Bucks have the firepower to get there. So for me, I think the Suns are going to end up pulling this out. Um, and that's just, you know, unfortunately for the Bucks, that's the way that I think it's going to go. Uh, I do think Giannis's injury definitely did not help things. And I'm sure there's probably some still, you know, some tenderness there, like some hesitation potentially. Obviously, the dude's dropping you know, 40 plus points in the last two games. Don't really know if you could say much more about that performance other than that's great. So, uh, you know, whether it's holding them back still probably up for debate, but regardless, still a thought to think about is that uh, that injury did happen at a inopportune time going, considering they were going into a healthy, you know, or a series against a healthy Suns team that were on a run. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and then obviously, you know, you get the uh, these two guys right here. Uh, obviously, Drew Holiday is key for the Bucks. Uh, he's a guy that when he's cooking and doing well, 
uh, that creates a whole different, you know, opportunity for the Bucks because it spreads the floor and it delivers another uh, threat, basically, from the line as well as uh, from the three-point line and just spreading the shots out that allows them to, you know, essentially make it so that way everybody's not keying in just on Chris Middleton or, uh, you know, from behind the three-point line or anything. When So when he gets it going, that allows this Bucks team to really kind of spread their offense around and get a little bit better, and it allows Giannis to have some better opportunities, allows Chris Middleton to have some better opportunities, and it just spreads the offense a lot better. And then, obviously, Devin Booker is the other key uh, for the Suns because Devin Booker, when he gets things going and he's scoring and he's unstoppable, it allows Chris Paul to get his shots on the mid-range. It allows DeAndre, or DeAndre Ayton uh, to not, you know, encounter as much down low because when Devin Booker drives or Chris Paul runs that pick and roll with Devin Booker, uh, you get the uh, possibility of either one of those two guys pulling up from mid range or, you know, even taking one down low. And so it kind of freezes the center, uh, whoever's down low and then freezes the defense. And then you get shots open for DeAndre Ayton close. So there's a lot of opportunities that get flowing through. Uh, so Devin Booker, being the key for the Suns, Andrew Holiday being the key for the Bucks, I think moving forward, especially in the game that we're watching live right now, as well as just for the rest of the series, you know, if if the if you hear Drew Holiday had a good night, you could probably guess that the Bucks are have won that game without looking even to see if they did. Same with Devin Booker. If Devin Booker had a great night, probably the Suns ended up winning that game. Yeah, which Devin Booker, by the way, looks like the most innocent put, uh, person in the world. Mm-hmm. He has a massive baby he's a face. Killer. <laughs> he was only drafted. Uh, he was drafted like 14th overall, I think, 15th uh. overall. And I remember uh, me and uh, you know my friend Craig um, watching the draft and everything. I remember me and him being like Devin Booker. Like that's an interesting pick. Like I don't remember him because I I don't remember Devin Booker being like that crazy in college. Like he wasn't. He was a shooter in college, but like there's shooters on literally every college team. So you're especially being at that high of level. Um, cause I, he went to Kentucky, I believe, right? It was either Kentucky or Duke or something like that. He went to one of those big schools and I just remember him being like a part of the team, but not like a, the key part of the team. So when he started like taking off and had that 70 point game, you know, it, it was just insane. And I was like, man, they really hit on this guy and he was not a top five draft pick. So it was Kentucky. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember him being in blue. So right one of those two teams but yeah it's so it's impressive but like i said those are the two keys to the series moving forward you know like i said we're watching game four live but also to the series moving forward after this game uh is if you see drew holiday had a good night that's a good night for the bucks so you know we'll see how it goes uh right now not looking great for the bucks but of course it's the third quarter like i said teams make surges that everybody goes on runs i'm sure it'll be close in the fourth uh and really it just comes down to if uh they can get enough shooting out of uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton to spread the floor. And if Giannis is hitting his free throws at the end of the game, you know, those combinations are, you know, what basically set the Bucks up to win the entire thing. Whereas if the Suns are getting it going and they're hitting shots uh, and Giannis is, you know, not doing very well from, you know, behind the free throw line or whatever, that's when you start having issues for them. And that's when it becomes the Suns, you know, series to lose. So we'll see how it goes. But that's, uh, just keys moving forward for people that are watching the series live as well as watching it moving, you know, into game uh, five and on. It's the Bucks uh, tying up the series. I don't know if you're watching that. Oh, in did the they? I didn't actually see the end of that series. Yeah. Um, boy, uh, we would have some fun stuff to talk about. I think you can pull up a couple of videos. 
the refs, um, I don't know if they swallowed their whistles. Um, uh, apparently Devin Booker was <laughs> trying to take his sixth foul and he benched himself thinking he fouled out, but he did not. And apparently it was one of the worst showings. And, uh, I mean, I watched a little bit of it and I kind of agree some disgraceful refing um, throughout the entire match. The NBA, right. I mean, the number one headline I see right here, NBA media melts down over the non-call on what should have been Devin Booker's sixth foul. And that Booker misses the clutch layup and is frustrated at the referees. Like, just a complete meltdown. Well, I'll have to watch that recap, and we'll talk about that the next uh, podcast more in depth because I'll actually know more what's going on. But, yeah, I wasn't. I uh, actually clicked off of it to save a little bit of internet uh, quality. <laughs> but uh, Well, this is uh, our reactionary segment, and this is going to be posted even immediately. This is disgraceful, the NBA. You should be switching uh, over to the FIBA rules at this point. You're having a bunch of stars who are just leaning into each other, and I've seen a lot of things, and I brought this up with you too, or sent you videos to it at least. Um, they need to get away from the whole shoot and then lean thing. It's boring to watch. You're going to turn into soccer in the way that they handle fouls and the people who are just begging for um, any sort of any sort of extra advantage and stuff because it makes more sense mathematically and statistically to go for those. It just sucks as a viewer, and we're sick of seeing it. The soccer, I want to enjoy and watch soccer. I can't when I'm laughing at all the fouls that they're taking and pretending they've been poked in the eye and they tear their ACL only for them to run and sprint down the field three minutes later as they're fine it's bleeding into every other sport and it's terrible and i'm going to give the one uh just before your part the more americans watch the euros final on tv than the nba finals come on go ahead yeah well the one thing i will say is the one thing i give to soccer is i saw a clip the other day that was hilarious and it was like a it was a guy who got hit and it should have been a foul in like the box and so he should have got a penalty kick for it um, which is huge because penalty kicks aren't awarded very often and you don't, you know, get points very often that way. Um, and the guy didn't flop. He just like, kind of like stood up and was like, look at the ref, like, come on. Like that was a foul. And it was a foul. Like he straight up got hit and, uh, he didn't flop or anything and the ref didn't call it. And then literally like the same thing happened to a different guy and the guy flopped and the ref called it. So it's like one of those where I'm like, okay, I kind of get why flopping is a thing in soccer now, because like, if that's going to happen, where like, you're not going to get a call in an important situation because of a lack of flop. That's crazy. Yeah. How is that not a foul? That was not a foul. That's what, that's the thing that's just bleeding and melting over the internet right now. He tackled the dude. What, what am I looking at here? Look I'm watching Drew Holiday get tackled. He literally attempted to follow him to send him to the line. Yeah. I I guess that's been happening the whole time. 38 points, by the way. Doesn't feel great, though, but that's that's the number one headline I'm seeing out of it. There's also the sick block. Like, you probably, I probably re-rolled this once, but still, pretty cool. God, what a what a series. Well, we're now 2-2. I was saying that. the Bucks have to win this in order to... Uh, I literally said earlier in the podcast, the Bucks have to win this in order for them to be viable in the series, and... They end up doing it, so let's see if they can get a win uh, away at the, uh, you know, Suns uh, place. That should be a story all on its own. Oh, God. Uh, Oh, that's good. That's so good. Yeah, here's Crowder. Crowder with back-to-back flops. 
Sorry, back-to-back. -back. Yeah, back-to-back -back flops in the clutch. Look at that. The eyes again. I think they're going to hit in the eyes. Oh, man. That's rough. Chris Middleton had 40 points. That's why they won. Sheesh. Devin Booker at 42 and Chris Middleton had 40. By the way, Chris Paul, 10 points. <laughs> 5 for 13. He missed. He had. He was 0 for 2 from 3. Wow. 1 0 for 2 from 3. You got to take more threes. That's unbelievably not aggressive. Uh, second, you got to be hitting the shots. I mean, come on. You, like, I know teams are different when they play at home, but geez, my God, hit some, hit something for the love of God. So apparently, Devin Booker was basically trying to just be the entire team for the uh, Suns, and guess what? That didn't work out. 